Hello everyone and welcome to the CMO Stories podcast episode 35. Today I'm very excited to be joined by Carl Helm. Hi Carl, how are you? Hey Yuri, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, actually we are more or less in the same time zone and you are in Gibraltar. What is the time is it on your side now? It is now 20 to 2. Okay, same as in Belgium. So yeah, the last guests were always in the United States, so it was a, b- a bigger time difference. So actually, we are at the same time of the day. So that's great. So guys, I'm excited to have Carl on the show because he's in the Web3 space and I met him actually uh, through networking. I like networking. That's one of the reasons I have my podcast. I'm actually, we are doing some networking now, Carl. But yeah. I met you to my Discord group, the CMO 100 Club, which is a growing community, which is linked to the podcast. And, uh, you know, we are growing step by step. The same thing like with this podcast. So, yeah, here we are on the podcast. <laughs> so, guys, who is Carl? Well, Carl is the CMO at Cryptomat. But further on, Carl, you are in the crypto space because that's the name, CryptoMat. But let me just ask you, tell us, what's your background and what's your role at CryptoMat? Wow. What's my background? I'm a a marketing thoroughbred, um, straight out of high school and then just beaten by some of the best marketers in the industry. I've worked with some fantastic people at some big blue chip companies that have kind of brought me to where I am in my career today. I joined CryptoMat about three months ago now as chief marketing officer to help them deliver their vision of making it the the leading European crypto platform. And it's just such an exciting journey I'm on. I imagine, you know, because it's everything around Web3, it's uh, like, you know, a bit of the Wild West for me. Everything is new. If you talk to other people, it's just like, and they ask me, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm exploring. Everyone is <laughs> exploring the Web3 space. So it's not so, yeah, it's, it's interesting and exciting. And you don't know what will happen next. And of course, if you follow a bit the crypto markets with all these people that have invested in cryptos and then you yes. see that, you know, the market is going down and so on. It's also a challenging space, I would say. So if, okay, you're only three months at CryptoMath, but when you look at your experience till now or perhaps your experience in the past, what are kind of the challenges that, that you meet? I think that the challenge is we're so early in our adoption. This is why I had to join the crypto industry because... This is going to be our lives. This is, you know, our kids are going to look at us like when the internet was invented, you know, 30, 40 years ago. This is what Web3 is going to be. So I have to be in it. But, you know, what are the challenges? There's a massive trust issue with crypto because it's, you know, the whole point of it being decentralized, you know, comes with its benefits, but it comes with, you know, reservations. And I think that's part of the journey that we're on at CryptoMat is, we have a, a beautiful vision about making cryptocurrency accessible to everyone, regardless of race, gender, or social class. And I think that's a really important message to send out there because I think it's kind of reserved to us tech geeks and developers yeah. at the moment. Do you know what I mean? And it's not what crypto is about. Yeah, actually, because I'm also looking into crypto and it's not so easy. It's not like, you know, you just buy crypto or you just 
buy an NFT. So there are a couple of technical, I would say, obstacles or things that you need to know. And it's also easy, you know, to click on the wrong link. So people are a bit scared. Is it also what you're seeing in the market? And is that something that you want to solve with, with Cryptomat? Uh, is this... Exactly that. So the CEO and uh, co-co-founder, uh, Dan Serle, came up with this vision of making it accessible to everyone. But what does that mean mm -hmm. is they created a product that removed all these boundaries. They noticed that the problems, how difficult it was to have a MetaMask account. Then you had to remember your keys. And then you had to go through jumping processes. You didn't know if you were sending it to the right blockchain address. And they kind of removed all them pain points. That was when I got headhunted for the role. I signed up for an account. Two minutes later, I told the headhunter, I have to have this job. I have to yeah. work for this company. You know, five years of being a, a leisure crypto customer. And then finding this brand that just got me, they took away all the pain points. I just, it's such an exciting brand to work for. Yeah, I feel you're really passionate. And actually, you know, you also need to keep up with all these evolutions in the crypto market. What are you doing? Are you reading about these? Are you, are you watching videos? How do, do you do that to keep up with all these evolutions that are happening? You know, we've got such an amazing team behind us and so much effort is put into R&D. You know, I've got to be careful what I say because I don't want okay. to spoil the surprises. But, you know, Vlado, who uh, also is part of the R leads the R&D team, is working on some really exciting things about making, you know, DeFi accessible to the masses. And there's going to be some really exciting things. It's about accessibility and just removing them barriers to entry. And just making yeah. it easy and protecting our customers. That's all you have to do. You know, you see so many companies out there that just push offers. You know, there's no hand-holding through the process. And right. I think that's a big part of our business. It's all about that customer service. We invest so much into, you know, supporting over 70 languages to make sure that we can handhold customers through that process. Ah, okay, yeah. So I feel really customer obsession you're really looking at uh, <laughs> it's one of our make, values yeah it was the values <laughs> to make the difference to stand out with your company i guess uh, so you have of course the vision and did i hear that correctly you're targeting uh, europe so to be you know one of the leading companies in europe is that what the yeah the... europe is the goal for us is uh, yeah a kind of a single vote uh, vision of targeting europe and we're doing really well with that and we're leading the way in regulatory standards which i think is quite exciting we're the first company to have got iso certifications okay so you know we've just hit two more standards this week which is really really exciting so it's just pushing the boundaries and you know setting best in class right okay you just told me about you know the certifications that you get and so on and how are you communicating this to the market are you doing marketing campaigns at the moment are you communicating to social media or what are the things that you are doing to get known yeah so you know we're investing quite heavily in promoting this message through pr pr has been one of our, our strongest friends and allies because it allows us to have a narrative behind what we're saying You know, mm -hmm. one of the things I'm a great believer in is, you know, stepping away from PR being a, an AVE and a circulation metric. You know, PR is all about how do you position yourself as a company? And when someone, I suppose, when you get that coverage, what are the key messages that you want the customer to take out? So, you know, it's about understanding PR on a real deeper level. 
rather than these vanity metrics that you know things right. like impressions and AVE and circulation. Is there any specific or tip or tool or tactic that you could and share with our audience if you can say this around? Yeah, so for me, I'm all about data-driven storytelling. I've taken that kind of mentality to every single brand that I've worked with. Mm -hmm. Journalists are inherently lazy. No, they're busy, phenomenally busy. <laughs> and you <laughs> it's it's about finding that news hook. And with data-driven storytelling, I find that it just hits the mark, you know, pretty much every single time. You've already written your headline. Mm -hmm. the, the journalist doesn't have to do any research. And it positions you as a thought leader in the industry. And I think regardless of what your brand positioning is, everyone is aspiring to be a thought leader in the industry. Right, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting attacked by the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you know, you can put those curtains away if you want, I guess. It's also hot over there, like it was in, in Belgium the last few days, really a hot weather. So, okay, it's all about, you know, putting out the content and doing the data analysis and, and measuring everything. Also, you know, do you have campaigns on social media or using social media in a certain way to get your brand known out there and to reach your audience? Okay, so with social media, I think you have to have a really good narrative. I think mm -hmm. the habitual problem as marketeers is social massages our ego quite na yeah. naturally. You see, uh, you know, the CMOs rubbing their hands to go, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you see so many brands just jumping out there and just posting for the sake of posting. So this is one of the things that we're working on at the moment is our brand positioning and our narrative as a business. What do we want to say? Because if you don't have anything of value to say, just don't say anything. And that's why, you know, you'll notice on our social media channels, you know, we're very, I suppose, reserved. You know, it's only key bits of information. Okay, yeah. And social is quite a weird one because in the crypto industry especially, Mm-hmm. It's swamped, inundated, tarnished by, you know, when Lambo mentality. You know, okay. That's exactly what you see. It's like, when am I going to reach my next millionaire? When, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when, what's going to be the next Bitcoin? And I don't know if it's right in the crypto industry for us to have that conversation in social because it's so tarred with that narrative. Yeah, you need to have other conversations, of course. But I know that it's there is, if you look at the whole social media world, you look at Instagram, at TikTok, and so on, it's often about that. And if you see, you know, if you want to get engagement, often are those, you know, special videos or fun videos or, you know, about getting rich or whatever, or exactly. that's people like that. But if you give information and it's a bit kind of complex information, People are interested, but will they like it? That there's a lesser chance that, that they will like it, of course. But exactly, yeah. So I know that's, that's a bit difficult, and I also see this challenge. On the other side, I read something about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it was a funny story, I think, and I want to know a bit more about that. You sent me a message that you were able to mint a TikTok video. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Because I think that's a bit surprising for most of us. But actually, you can kind of mint everything. You can days. mint everything, can't you? And it, it was a bit of, I found a video myself and, you know, it went really well with the family and friends. I felt a little bit Facebook famous and I thought, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to have a little fun with the industry and I'm going to mint it and say all the proceeds go to charity. Okay. And it was good for me to learn that process of NFT minting and right. stuff like that. 
Right. Yeah. It's it's the same for me also. You know, I try to be on different platforms, trying stuff out and then see how it is evolving. And like, you know, things are early for everyone. So I yeah. try to, you know, to learn and also for me as a marketer to see how we can use, you know, this Web3 world. Yeah. To our advantage for uh, as a marketer. If you look at how the world is now, eh? I just, I think earlier today I saw, you know, this Gartner chart, you know, that, that they show. Let me just open it on the screen. It's what I call the hype cycle. Yeah. And uh, you see that still, I don't know if you saw it, but still early, you know, the metaverse, for instance, it's still in the real early stage. And then you see that, okay, everything around blockchain and NFT, it's already a bit later, but it's still very early in the journey. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on yeah, how things are evolving where we are now and how you see this, if you can do that, because it's not so easy, but from your perspective, how do you see the world of crypto evolve in the next years? You know what? I don't know if anyone could confidently answer that question. You know, I found a video from the BBC of uh, people exploring hard drives back in the 80s and that yeah. we used to have these massive floppy disks and I think that's where we are in the crypto space. We don't know 10% of what the potential is. It's like, you know, with NFTs, it's at the moment, this hype is all about artwork and digital assets. And don't get me wrong, I'm addicted to them. I bought loads yeah, of yeah. these music files. But the whole idea of an NFT is just something that attaches itself to a smart contract. You know, the right. potential of it is huge. Think about removing the need for a notary when you buy your house, you know, mm -hmm. where you have a, a decentralized validation of that house being transferred at ownership. Or, you know, when you buy diamonds, being able to prove on the blockchain that right. this came from a legitimate source and not from blood diamonds. There's so much potential in the NFT space that I don't think anyone knows where this is going to take us. No, but the examples that you give already, what I see is that today, you know, it's not yet there. So we know that the possibilities are there. Some are already testing it out, you know, yeah. with NFTs and smart contracts and so on. And you see these early adopters and, and people like Gary Vee promoting and it and, and teaching their audience. But I think it's the same thing as with the, the smart, you know, I would say the, the mobile phone when it came out, you know, people said, why do we need a mobile phone? You don't. And then a few years later, Everyone has their mobile phone all the time. Same thing with like channels like Facebook in the beginning, you know, know. it was like, who is on Facebook? And at the end, everyone is on Facebook. Even people are now quitting Facebook. So it's, it's I think the same thing will also happen with this Web3. Of course, yes. it's a big umbrella term, I would say, as you say, with, with a lot of different uh, things. But I think we agree that there is a lot of potential transformation coming our side. Definitely, 100%. But I'm so early in this journey. It's just exciting to kind of be around yeah. it. Right. And then for, uh, perhaps a more easier question, and you see that everything is changing, but okay, with your company, you are early there. How do you see, okay, you, you have clear goals with your company, but how do you see evolve that? Are you still in the growing phase, hiring people, wanting to have more products on the market? How is, are things going on your side? Do you know what? It's been a difficult time with the bear market. You know, you see two trillion or two yeah. thirds of the market wiped out overnight. And, you know, you see some horrible stories, um, you know, of these crypto uh, platforms going bankrupt. Right. Cutting out two thirds of their working staff. Um, 
know, we're in a really good position because we haven't needed to do that. We're a very agile team and, you know, it's not about these knee-jerk reactions. So, you know, for us, we've still got that single vision of growing, delivering on that 1 million users this year and just delivering the best quality product. You know, for product launches this year, we've just launched our crypto earn product, which allows users to get rewards based on their crypto holdings. And that's been a really exciting addition to our product line because it just it's an added value to the the customer base rather than their crypto just sitting in a wallet mm-hmm. you know they can yeah. earn up to 19 percent on usdt at the moment oh. wow yeah it's pretty impressive so when you think about like different brands like revolut you can only hold your crypto you can't do anything with it no so right right yeah that, that's been a really exciting thing and it's you know our business strategy is you know, to focus on giving the best quality products to our end user. Yeah, that's, you know, it's all around, it's all for the customer. It's not about you, it's about the customer and everything that you're doing is is linked to that. If people that hear your story, they want to find out more about CryptoMat, where should they go? They should go to CryptoMat.io and they'll be able to find everything. It's translated in 23 languages across Europe. So um yeah definitely check it out also in dutch <laughs> you think, yeah? yeah okay for me you know most of those things i read in english but you know for my followers i have because i'm in belgium i have all these different languages so it's good to have these these different languages i will for sure put the right link in the show notes thank and you if people, yeah if people want to connect with you of course they can come to our cmo 100 club on discord if you're a marketer a tech entrepreneur i want to network we are slowly growing but it's i want to have the right profiles on there and not like you know people that just come and, and sell their nfts because i have those <laughs> also that just come and want, want to want to sell their stuff but if people want to connect with you for instance, on social media, if you're open for that, what would be the right platform? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Carl or Carl Hallam, H-A-L-L-A-M. Yeah, I'd love to connect. It's uh, it's amazing to speak to like-minded individuals. Okay. Well, it was great to have you on the show, Carl, uh, to learn. You know, I want to have, if you are listening to this show and uh, you also want to come to the show, if you're a marketer, especially if you have an interest in Web3, which I find really fascinating. Be sure to reach out to me and then, uh, yeah, I can send you a link and then you can come on my podcast like Carl. So Carl, thank you very much for all your uh, time. Guys, it was again an amazing episode. Thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. (laughs) 